Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, and of course, with me is Matt Patrick. But we also have a special guest today, the one and only Miss Kim Pope. Kim is uh, joining us today. We're going to talk a little bit about her story, where she came from, uh, what she does here, because nobody really knows what she does here. Totally slacker. Um, she she says that she works here, but we don't ever really see her um, now that, especially now that she's moved away. <laughs> um, but you, a lot of you guys know Kim. Uh, if you've ever really done any work with our firm, Kim is a big integral piece of that. So we're going to get to know her a little bit more, get her story, um, and then uh, we're going to wrap things up. And so really appreciate you guys listening to us on uh, YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcasts. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. So Kim, uh, welcome. Thank you. We're glad that we're glad that you're here. Um, so this is what this normally looks like. We're going to just ask you some questions and, and talk about who knows what, see where things go. Uh, we want everybody to get to know you a little bit better and get to hear your story um, uh, about where you came from and, and uh, what you guys or what you do here specifically. So tell me a little bit about, about your history, how you got into the accounting profession. Give me kind of your your uh, this year from Canada. So you're whether you, you guys call it like the CV. Now give me give me that. Give me the rundown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's usually wearing a big red Canadian flag I somewhere, am. but not I today. I am, not today. She only has one on her wrist, I think. Yes, right. I do. Um, started in, I mean, I've been working as an office admin for years out of school. Um, moved into some car dealerships and started working in accounting. Just kind of fell into that um, and went, wow, I kind of really like this. I liked puzzles and I liked that there was always an answer. Um and so from there, I just kind of kept going for more. Um, ran two car dealerships, did all the accounting for a used car dealership, which was a lot of fun. You can only imagine the yeah. joys of running. Oh, yeah, that was so much fun. Um, the people there were great to work with. I bet. There was a 13-year-old boy, so Kim Yo, liked them. That's where I learned it all, <laughs> to be honest. I'm sure you fit right in, Kim. Let's just be honest. Yep. Um, and then I kind of, after a couple of years, I did my own thing. And so I actually did some accounting for some bookkeeping for a couple of different places. I did it for um, a retail store, um, a dentist, and I did still some work for the car dealership. So did you ever get to see like any really cool cars come through your dealership? It was, or hoopty, was it right? Hoopties? Uh, no, it was like a Whitby Mazda. So it was a Mazda dealership. And then the other one was a used car. So it was just you didn't get like Whatever. used Lamborghinis. No, they were like old beat up Camrys. Yeah, and we were it, they were like the sun sunfires because we were right near a GM Pontiac. plant. Yeah, yeah. so this it was like that was the main car in that area because that's where they were built. So it was those and like the three hundreds. That was a cool car at the time. Where Nothing where really was that? Like, just outside of Toronto. So that was still in Canada. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. brought you to the U.S.? Looking for a change. Really, well, your lovely husband. Yeah, and my husband. My husband. <laughs> I mean, my husband lived with me there. Right. Um, but Canada was kind of just in a slump at the time. America, baby. Job America. wise, Let's and go. we were bored and went, want to do something different? Let's move. And so we did. <laughs> it was his parents down here at that point. Was he in Memphis? His, parents, his parents had just moved here gotcha. because his grandparents were here and they'd retired. So his parents had just retired. So they moved from Houston here. So it only made sense for us to move here so that, you know, at least we had somebody while we were trying to figure it out and yeah. start out. Yeah, fun times. So you did some bookkeeping on the side. How did you get connected with Patrick Accounting? I saw an ad and sent in a resume. 
I think it was on like Kijiji. It was, I don't think you have Kijiji here, but it was like Craig's, a Craigslist or something. What is Kijiji? That's a Canadian. It's a made-up like, word. No, it's not. Kijiji. It's like Craigslist, but it's in Canada. Tim Hortons, I thought it was where you get your Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> does Craigslist not exist in Hockey, Canada? Uh, it does. Dot .ca, yes. But Kijiji is the big one. But anyway, yes, it was Craigslist. So when I got here, it took a while to find a job. Um, and I worked in some... Worked in an electrical contractor, Yeah, right? down on 3rd. So that was a really exciting trip every day from Germantown down there. And like I was new and knew that that was not a place I needed to be. <laughs> Wait, where did I pick to work? I don't want to work here yeah. anymore. Yeah. So um, I saw the ad and I thought, ooh, that's like literally right down the street. And that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, I'd never been in public accounting. I'd always been sort of just private, just working for small businesses yeah. myself. So it was kind of scary, but mm -hmm. it was exciting. What? How long has that been now? Eight and a half years. Yep. Yeah. You haven't aged, aged a day, Kim. Yeah. Mm. yeah totally. <laughs> None Kim, of us have. I have. I look exactly the same as I did eight and a half years ago. I mean, exactly. Our waists are all the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think my waist the is same. the same. <laughs> yeah. No my, kidding. My hair color's maybe changed a little bit. A lot, uh, a lot of bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. <laughs> Mike, your, your beard looks. I actually have a beard now. It is pretty gray. It's going to go away in about three weeks. Yeah. At three weeks, I lost a. Oh, I didn't lose a bet. Uh, I I took on a challenge that I couldn't go two months without shaving. Oh. And so uh, April one is that two month mark. And the next day and it's, it's off. Coming down. <laughs> it's gonna come down. I was wondering what triggered it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just a challenge. It's, it's fun to challenge, Mike. I have a hard time saying no to challenges. I'll be All right, let's work on hey, Mike, I don't think you can do this. Yeah, we're gonna right. make a list after the podcast today. Bring it of all on, things baby. I think you should do. I'll show you that I can. All right. Can't do things you can't do. That's right. Um, so you, you, you mentioned that you kind of just fell into accounting a little bit. What made it stick for you? Like what? what I was, was good it at that it. Was attractive, and I liked it. Um, what do you what like you, about? What, it? what do you like about it? Puzzle. It's a puzzle. I mean, that's probably my favorite part, and especially doing onboarding. I like taking somebody's mess that somebody else has had, and it's like an absolute disaster. The messier it is, the more fun it is for me. Um, you know, I get to clean it all up and put Kim it is in known under as a masochist in yes. the business. <laughs> put it in a nice, clean, understandable format for our clients. That's like my favorite part. Well, you do a pretty good job at that, <laughs> no doubt. Only pretty good. Yeah, only, only uh, pretty good. We won't give her any. We're going to talk about ways you can improve here in a minute. We've got to keep Kim's head at its minimum size today. What What are some of the most proudest uh, accomplishments, achievements that you've had since you've, since you've been here? Um, well, proud just being a part of it, honestly. Um, every time we get nominated and, you know, seeing what Matt has turned this place into, I feel I get pretty emotional about it. Yeah. Um, at this point, we're no crying family. On the I know. I'm a big crier. Um, no, yes. it makes me proud. It makes me proud that I've been a part of it. Um, and just to see that happen. Uh, personally, you know, moving into the world that I'm currently in and, you know, knowing that I had that trust, you know, that that trust was in me to, to take on that role has been pretty exciting. So so what's your role? What, what does it look like in a day-to-day -day for you? Uh, so director of accounting. Um, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a lot of things. It really <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> Kim um. is in charge of all things <laughs> monthly accounting, monthly accounting clients, which is a basically about 80% of our accounting practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of things. Kim started off as a staff accountant here. 
and uh, quickly became our most productive staff accountant ever. In the and, history of uh, the nation. Probably, I don't know about the nation, but definitely at Patrick Accounting. But, you know, like I said, don't give her too much of a big head because, you know, <laughs> if you don't know, Kim is like a sister to us. And so we like to beat her up and <laughs> she gives it back just as much as she takes it. So yeah, it's but, just great. I mean, really, there are a few people in the country that oh, yeah. do what we do that is as yeah. good at, at, at yeah. their don't job. Don't tell as her Kim. that, Mike. Don't tell her that. Uh, it's a true story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, we know. Kim's the rock star. Yeah. Um, job with that. And then Kim is uh, took on a, a wonderful leadership role, too. So it was the mentoring and development of the team and the accountability. She's not afraid to crack the whip and pat him on the back and kick him in the butt, whatever they need to do. But also she's a wonderful teacher. Yeah. And you do uh, a lot of different, I mean, you have to wear a lot of different hats, a lot of different roles. Um, you mentioned new client onboarding. What do you like about the the new client onboarding piece? Is it really just, it's a mess and now it's clean or is there, there's more to it than that? Yeah, it's helping the client, right? The client has a major pain point. They come to us for a reason. Um, and most of the time it's, they've had bad, somebody bad that was doing their books before and they don't understand and whatever. So it's not just the cleanup. It's also what the client ends up getting right in the end. Now they have something that they can actually get valuable information from and I help do that. So I like it. It's like a present. Yeah. That's that, that comes with a lot of challenges. Obviously you deal with all kinds of personalities and, uh, um, I'll say financial, um, I'll say financial literacy levels for our clients and they're all over the map. How, what kind of challenges that cause you to explain what we do in a way that they actually understand? So, I mean, obviously everybody's different and I think you can gauge that right from the beginning, right? So, you know, if you're dealing with somebody that has no clue, if they have no clue then I feel great because I feel like, Ooh, I got this and I can explain all this. I don't know if they're, you know, if they have a little more accounting acumen than I get, Oh, I hope I do this the right way. Um, but it's, it's not difficult to explain really. Um, once it's all put together, it's, my what what you do so well. I'm gonna compliment you again. So please understand. I hate doing it, but I'll do it anyway. Um, no, I especially publicly. Yeah, no, I no, I praise her all the time. She knows it. No, what she does, what you do so well is you do take the big pile of mess and turn it into a really usable project uh, product for the client and put it in a way they understand. But you also do a wonderful job of making sure that they are trained to stay in our process. You often talk about that these are our books now, not your books. And getting that client to buy into, look, you're buying into our process and our system. That's a hard step though, right? It is. Um, I'm kind of tough though, right? Yeah. So, but I also it's do tough it. tough love. It is tough love. So I also, I think, create a relationship with our clients. So there's the professional, but there's also the the me yeah. that goes with it. So that helps because I can be like, Hey, I hey, really Jack, need I you need, to, I yeah. really need your shit. So, <laughs> and it's shit. worked for me. Right. And I, I know based on the people, what I can get away with. So I kind of like manipulate it a little bit to yeah. work for me, but yeah. you know, I, I am tough because it's not going to work if you don't do it our way. That's, yeah. that's the way it goes. We, I'm a little rigid that way. allow <laughs> us to be the experts in what we do. You can be the experts in what you do, and that's exactly. a great relationship. What's your What's your favorite type of, of client to work with? 
Ooh, like industry? Sure. Or person, type of person, whatever. Um, I actually like the people that don't know anything about accounting, that are really just into their own, like what they do, that's what they know and they don't know. Because I feel like they get the most value out of what we do. They appreciate it. They listen to us. Um, you know, industry, not, I mean, they restaurants They do it the are, way that you tell them to do they it. Do. <laughs> they do. In other words, Kim likes it when the client do exactly, exactly. what they tell her to do, what yes. she tells them to do. It's, yes. <laughs> I love it. But it, it sounds like that comes out of a place of, of you wanting to help. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. What, um, what, is, what is your least favorite part of your job? This is always the question that we ask, and everybody's like, oh, I can't say what my least favorite part of my job is right now. Matt's in we the want, room. We want the genuine that answer. Matter. What is the least favorite part of your job? Taxes. Taxes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that just comes from you're still in new, newer to that. Yeah. Um, that's not been your role historically, and you've gotten Correct. into it. It's, conf- it's more, it's not, it's, it's weird for you. I think it's, it's not their ability. It's your confidence in it. Yeah. I just, I like to get, I like to be an expert in what I can do and be the best at it. And I, because I can't do it all the time, because I'm doing so many things, I can't get to that place where I got this because that's confident. all I do. So that's the only, I, that part bothers me. I hate well, taxes. It's her confidence in it too. I don't think it's her actual abilities. <laughs> so you actually get it right 99% yeah. of the time, but um, it is the confidence that you haven't done it forever. And if you don't enjoy it as much. It's I would have thought you said you love the, I never took a day off thing, but you know, I'm glad you didn't say that. So I'll make sure you got some more new clients coming on board. <laughs> hey, that's what I have up. others for now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hire more Push people, Matt, and it's better. As you, as you, like Matt said, you started here as a staff accountant. You moved up into an accounting and tax manager role. And then ultimately where you sit today is director of accounting in, uh, in each tier, taking on more responsibilities, uh, both leading a team, but also developing processes, building something special here at Patrick Accounting. What's been some of the challenges as you've changed, had to change roles and change responsibilities? How's, how has that been difficult for you to navigate? Uh, the hardest has probably just been amongst peers. Um, you know, starting here at the same time as other people uh, or after other people um, and then moving as I did. So that was just a little challenging, especially since one of them is one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, so when I first moved up, you know, just trying to be delicate to that and not sort of push myself into, you know, a, as a superior, you know, trying to just stay kind of level about that. And then just, you know, dealing with that's that's been the hardest part honestly. We, we have a small, close-knit group of accountants that, that you lead, all of which you have a relationship with beyond just boss. How do you walk the line between developing a personal relationship with the people that you lead and still maintaining the look, sometimes I'm going to have to get on to you because you're not doing your job correctly. I and that's my paper job. If she gives a good answer. I might need that for myself. There is the cell phone conversations <laughs> and office conversations. That's really the defining line. Yeah. Um, there's a few times I've had to put my foot down um, and say, hey, you wouldn't 
do this to Matt. I said it recently, actually. I asked for someone to call me because um, I tried to get them, and they didn't call me. And I said, hey, I need you to call me now. And they said, oh, I'm just doing something. I will in a minute. And I said, is that the answer you'd give to Matt? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so just things it's... like that because there's sometimes knowing, hey, where's that line is? And so I had to say, like, if I say I need you to call me now. I'm boss Kim, not yeah, friend Kim yeah. right now. I need you to call me now. So there's just, you know, some moments. Now, uh, it, that's easier with some people than others, um, sure. for sure. Um, and really, that's at this point, there's only two people left in the office that are, like you know, that, that are kind of like that. Everybody yeah, these else are, is These different. are former peers and or yeah. staff that you've developed a, relationship, a unique relationship with. Um, you have your work son. We all know My that. Work, that. Yes. Your work well, son. I mean, yeah. the context here is... This is, this is have, not a common though. This is so our, the the context is the majority of our team has come after your most of your promotions, but there's still a handful of people that were. I mean, I remember you and I and and Debbie and a couple of other people that aren't with us anymore. We all sat within. <laughs> Six feet of each yes. other. Yeah, I could touch too. If and I Debbie and I cross, where we yeah. could give each other glass, glass glass wall that you guys would text on during meetings. <laughs> we, yeah. We'd be having a meeting and they'd be texting each other through the wall, like yeah. together. That's a, that's a difficult thing to do as as you do move up and grow up a little bit, but you still have everybody that's that's kind of with you. The challenge, though, what, you, what I like about this theory, this is no different than a lot of our clients go through too, right? They're small businesses. They're the owner. And they're their friend, mm-hmm. and their spouses are friends, or their families are friends. They've hired friends. It's very hard balance, and I've struggled with it for years. And Mike, you've you've yeah. had that same balance. And it, it's I want to be friends with the people I work with, mm-hmm. but I also have to wear the hat of owner mm-hmm. or boss. And it is a super hard challenge because it you have to say I'm having a boss conversation with you now. And my wife works with me too. And we, I mean, that that's also a thing. We, I, I'm having a work conversation now. Yeah. Talking to you now as my employee. Yeah, I'm wearing the hat of him. Well, of, we've had the same conversation, right? Where yep. I have to say, yep. and even to you, okay, yeah. this is as a friend. Yeah. You know, like I have yeah. to break that yeah. out. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I do consider you guys friends. Yeah. I mean, you're and, like a big are, brother. Like yeah. we just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're a family to me. Right. Why shouldn't I? You, you should, I need to. Yeah. Biatch every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, what the hell's right? going on? And, and so it, and that's is, hard because yeah. you're my boss. Right. So I don't wanna I'm telling you this as a friend, not as yes. my boss. I hate I'm my not job. expecting <laughs> you to fix this. <laughs> I don't need you to do anything about it. I need it, to vent. I'm yes. to on you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think that we've done I mean, we have a very uh, the three of us actually have a very unique relationship this way. Because we all have those conversations together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll let you guys know in, you know, completely behind the curtain here. And and so it is one of those things where you go, oh my god, I'm so frustrated by this thing, but this is me talking to you. Okay, now let's go have a. Now we're going to have a staff meeting. We're not going to mention it again. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that stuff happens, and yep. you know we go out for a drink and we talk about, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. You guys bring up all the stuff, and it's fine. I enjoy yeah. that, but you wouldn't do that around everybody. So, but you probably you do. Know, depends we'll, on how much drink how many drinks are tonight. <laughs> we'll find out. So, um, and even so, I remember sitting in a Vistage group. I mean, it was a while ago and there was an issue that somebody was talking about and it was the same exact thing. And everybody in that room said the same exact thing. It is difficult to lead people that are my friends or we started around the same time. We're on the same, we were at some point on the same seniority level and now we're not. And that's a difficult place. And so I I don't think that's unique to. Yeah. It's super hard. I mean, you said it, you've passed. I mean, you've, your former boss was, you passed them up 
and that created some friction here. Mm-hmm. And that was something that probably the day we lost her because of that. Mm-hmm. And that probably was a good thing that she left because it probably was never going to get fixed the way she wanted it to. And it hurt that she left, but it also, I think it makes sense because it's not going to change. Right. Um, likewise, you have staff that you, I mean, you and Debbie started a week apart. Mm-hmm. Debbie just make manager. She's developing great, but at a different speed. Mm-hmm. Mike has developed faster than anybody in the office. He came as a staff. He was your staff. Mm-hmm. So it's all those things are just unique. And I don't think that's unique to a small office. I think that's kind of a common thing that all of our clients kind of run through. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I think of a restaurant, I mean, they, they hire their best friend and they say, you know, like, I got to fire my best friend. Right. <laughs> I've, I mean, we've had people fire their do. brother or their fire their parents. Right. Fire their kid. We've had that happen. Well, thankfully, we yeah. weren't friends before. We've become friends yeah. throughout <laughs> this. Yeah. And we're not friends now, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we really hate each other. Yeah. But we can smile on a podcast because that's what we're supposed to do, right? That you know. we know is not true, by no. the way. <laughs> so, Kim, you, you, um, you were here. You were here in Memphis for multiple years. And then, dang it, that husband of yours had to go get a job somewhere else, and it, and it pulled you away. That's the excuse she uses. That's the excuse, she, yeah. And uh, so you you moved to Dallas now almost three years ago, almost two and a half August, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, you are one, I guess, really one of our first Gen. leaders. Oh, leaders, first leaders, yeah. yes. That mm-hmm. yep. are managing a team remotely. Fully remotely. Mm-hmm. What has that been difficult? What talk to me a little bit about what the challenges there? What's been good about it? How you've navigated that? So I'd say my challenges are less leading them than they are being a part of leadership itself, honestly. Just, you know, have being able to be around and just come and sit in your office and, you know, talk for a few minutes or just being a part of that has been difficult for yeah. me because I'm not – it's not the same. Yeah, it's the community. Um, yeah. Leading the team, I mean, we see each other every day. I see them every week. And most of the time when I talk to anybody, it's on a Zoom. I always say, hey, jump on my Zoom. Hey, jump on my Zoom. So I see everybody. Notice that power play, jump on my Zoom. Absolutely. I'm not getting on your no, Zoom. No, it's my Zoom. Um, you Never. know everything has to be done <laughs> my, my way, right? one on one with Kim. I go on to Kim's Zoom. It's the only <laughs> other Zoom I use all week. I did hear Kim is, uh, from- Kim is QBIC. Let's just be understand, understand what's going on I right did here. hear through the, the grapevine that you do have at least one client now that Calls refers to you as queen, <laughs> queen instead of Kim. Yeah. It's great. Yep. You've had a couple of fun stories over the years about that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yep. QBIC is Kim, yep. no doubt. It's, yeah. And she's proud of that title. I am. I might get her new cards. I think this time. Oh, wow. I, I think the. Uh, Just on the back in big letters. It's That'd like uh, the old Mark Zuckerberg. I'm the CEO, comma, bitch. That was his first. That was his C, That was his cards when he got moved out <laughs> west. I have not ever heard that story. Yep. It's, it's in the movie know. Social Network. Have you ever seen it? I've seen the. I've seen the. Yeah, he got cards on the CEO bitch. I guess I just didn't pay attention that. Yeah, that well, I'm not getting that for myself. Because I'm pretty sure when I moved up, I wrote it on my card and yeah. stuck it on my. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need them printed. Yeah, I, I, I wrote that out and stuck it like, up on my pinboard. Like board. Kim only does. She took charge and made That's it happen right. herself. I'm not right. gonna wait on somebody else to print cards. Yeah, I got this. Uh, anyway, back to the original what question. What was the question? <laughs> Being a remote employee. Yeah, remote employee. I try as much as possible to Zoom so that I see everybody face-to-face. Um, there's definitely, you know, something missing and not being around, not to hear the chatter, not to hear the questions. So I'm, you know, and most people know all of the things that I'm doing, so they don't bother me as 
you know, they don't come to me as often. Um, and I think over time people, they used to, but I think over time people have learned to come elsewhere. <laughs> you, find help do you feel like yeah. you lose some of the, I'll say the, you can kind of go for head. Oh, you're talking about this. Hey, that's, we need to fix that now versus it finally came to you and you're yeah, like, oh, God, sure. how do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. That's been happening for three months. And that's now I mean, the chatter, I just don't get to hear, you know, I don't get to hear those things now. We'll get a mic in the bullpen area for you. Just have we tried in. that. We had the, the Kim robot. Kim robot. Yes. Yeah. Never. It came from it's, China. Yeah. And it didn't work. It works, but it did not work real well. <laughs> no. I, mean, I need to upgrade. I didn't pay enough for it, but I paid too much. So it's kind of. You need to get the... one of those iRobot robots. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be so cool. Not really. I'm glad I'm not here because those things would scare the heck out of me. Okay. My biggest fear, just so you know, is robots. <laughs> oh, really? This is going to happen then. Yeah. My robots? biggest. Mike, yes. I got a new investment for the firm. Terrified. Terrified of robots. More than spiders? Oh, time out. Time out. Time out. Snakes? I don't like spiders How or snakes, often... but robots. I, I don't see them often, but it's the movies. They're scary. But you never encounter a robot. Like, no. Do you have like an I, I Roomba or Roomba? <laughs> yeah. That's going to take over your. I won't vacuuming? get one because I'm scared. Like you have dogs do? in your house and they wipe the poop everywhere and it's not worth it. What's it going to do? <laughs> Those things are smart. Don't you know your phone listens to you? No. Yes. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> My my vacuum cleaner is not going to attack okay, me. Okay, you know sleep. how many vacuum cleaners and I Roombas I'm going to go and see now on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, within a, a week, you'll have oh, yeah. targeted All ads over for IG Roomba. and Facebook. And I'm going to start sending her just weird messages from robots, so it's fine. <laughs> That's right. This is future Matt. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, that's nice. Well, Kim, uh, we got one more fun question for you. Yay! Um, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Thirteen-year-old boy. She would be able to turn into invisible. a robot. At invisible. She wants to be invisible and walk. No, okay. What superpower do I want? I, mm. Is eating everything and not getting fat a superpower? It is if you make it one. Yeah. I would probably <laughs> like that. She's gluttonous. That is, that is a, I I've am never heard gluttonous. that answer. Um, maybe. It's usually I want to be invisible or fly. or fly. I like to fly. Super strength, super speed. I'm just like, nah, just give me give me food. I want to eat all I, I want. want. Eat yeah. everything. And never I get want to fed. eat and drink and just not get so fat. So you need to just get a tapeworm. You'll be good. Yes. <laughs> the same with superpower. Yes. <laughs> I need to go down to South America, apparently. <laughs> That's right. You're good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Kim, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come talk Thank with you. us about nothing at all. <laughs> Came all the way from Dallas for this. I know. Big, long, what, about 400-mile trip. No. Unfortunately, it's like a day and a half for her to get here. <laughs> yes. That wagon, man, it's just man, slow. You could have walked from Dallas yesterday, I, I think, and made I it. I could have, absolutely. Well, thank you for, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks. If you guys out there have ever worked with Kim, you know how special she is, how great she is at her job, uh, how well she stays organized and keeps things moving, uh, all with the intentions of trying to help our clients get one step better. And so uh, we really appreciate her being on the team. Uh, we do have a question from last week. Last week we talked about payroll. And uh, having uh, a really team of people behind you to, to help make sure that all of your employee management functions are going well. I'm going to ask him first because she's a newbie in the room. But um, if you are a brand new business, the question is, how, um, how small or how big of a business do you need to be before you need some payroll help? But if you were, if you were starting a brand new business, um, at what point growth-wise would you uh, outsource your payroll and bring on somebody else to do it? I would think as soon as you have one employee. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, you're trying to run a business. You're not 
and to payroll, I would think that all the pieces that are involved in that and your, you know, quarterly filings, annual filings, all the withholding, I would say, you know, one or two. Good honestly. answer, Kim. Yeah. Good answer. Here, we get this question often, actually, um, as our sales team does mostly, as they're out meeting with people and, and we get the reply, well, I only have one or two or five employees and it really doesn't make sense for me to push that off to somebody else. And, and I would always respectfully disagree because whenever you have one employee, the entire burden, almost the entire burden of everything compliance related from a payroll tax and even HR law type standpoint is, is on your organization. Um, the penalties for improper filing payroll taxes are some of the highest penalties the IRS levies and you don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. Um, and so um, have somebody come behind you. It's actually super, super affordable if you actually talk to the right people um, to outsource your payroll. And uh, it can save you a lot of money in the long run um, just from simple, simply not doing things correctly. Uh, and so I would, I would say first employee, you need, to, you need to have somebody in your corner. I would agree. I want to compliment Kim. Kim, thank you for everything you've done. You've been here eight and a half years. And... Uh, You've one of our most, you know, one of my best hires ever for sure. Second best. Yeah. Well, I know. Second first. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Number two, number three, no, whatever. It's fine. It, both of y'all are fantastic. Like the kids, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> bunch of children. Compliment I have, me, I have, me. I have no, I have no favorite kids. <laughs> Sorry, no. continue. No, I'm just saying, Kim, you do a great job, and you take wonderful care of our of our clients. So can't compliment you enough, Thank but you. also can't compliment you too much, or we'll. Your head will explode. Both so. of those are true statements. <laughs> yeah, you really do a fantastic job. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, remember, click subscribe uh, if you haven't yet. That way you don't ever miss an episode of the One Step Better podcast. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.